Operabi podcast, dedicated to points of view, challenges, experiences, and best practices for managing your enterprise data. Operabi is the data intelligence and automation platform that empowers organizations to truly control and leverage their data without complexity. Good afternoon and welcome to another Operabi podcast. My name is Daryl Richardson, the Chief Product Evangelist for Operabi Software. Today, we are going to look at DSARs and how they impact CCPA um, and obviously how Operabi can help expedite these uh, important requests. First of all, if you haven't heard what a DSAR is, um, it's, it's an acronym for a data subject access request. A data subject access request is a written form made by an individual, a person, an entity, or an employer, or I'm sorry, to an employee, to an employer um, for information. The, The law states that any individual can request personal information from their respective employer at any time without ramification. Um, employees might request this type of data due to an issue this employee is having or a dispute with the employer. Uh, um, according to the law, specifically Data Protection Act of 1998 DPA, uh, Section 7, it describes actually what information can be requested. Things like uh, the, the, the details of the source of the information, uh, the copies of the information that make up the data, Uh, any acknowledgement or confirmation about what data has or is being processed by them, Um, descriptions of the personal information that is contained in the data, specific uh, reasons why it might be uh, being processed, um, and if this data is to be shared with another organization. So DSAR requests are also things coming from people, right? You know, like uh, CCPA, for instance, if somebody sends in a written email or a written document via some certified letter to an organization requesting their data be um, either moved or deleted or um, they're not going to give consent to share or, or uh, keep this information, right? You know, so they have these, these are also what the DSARs might be. Um, so laws like CCPA and GDPR, uh, which are, you know, General Data Privacy Act that's specific to European countries, um, that uh, protect the unlawful use of personal or sensitive data types on, uh, you know, collected by their consumers. The same DSAR requests are made when individuals request data from these organizations as well. These organizations will typically need to be addressed within 45 days of the request, and um, the, the types of information that can be obtained are, um, you know, information like the personal stuff, like the name, the address, contact numbers, um, data such as information that directly relates to that individual also, um, and then what actions that you want to do, right? So you may say, um, I want all my data deleted. That would be what would what you would write in this request or, or this DSAR. You know, so lots of these um, requests are, are coming in now with all these different personal privacy laws that are coming into play. And, and you know, if we look at, you know, we, we know what a DSAR is, but why are they actually a thing today, right? So, so DSARs, and, and other requests like, you know, public access requests or 
FOIA requests for the federal. You know, these are the consequences of organizations not protecting the collected data on their customers. Uh, simply put, data breaches, unauthorized access, and unauthorized distribution or sharing of the customer data has forced the hand of the world to institute the protection of personal and sensitive information. Basically, since the organizations that collect data and process data um, will not take the protection of this data seriously, or they'll give you the illusion they're taking it seriously, but they're not really because these Adrian uh, or, or these these um, things keep happening, right? These data breaches and these unauthorized access. And, you know, I mean, I personally have had my own information that I requested not to be shared, to be shared, right? You know, so it's a huge problem. So so the world answered by creating these these laws like CCPA and GDPR to protect us, the consumer. The, the DSAR requests seem to be simple to process. So, you know, why all the hype, you know, in regards to answering these requests. Um, it just seems to be pretty straightforward on how, you know, organizations find data that has been collected on me or someone um, within their organizations. You know, but if you've never tried to accomplish this task, um, you might find that the task is harder to do today due to you know, the multiple storage devices, you know, SAN, NAS, or direct attached storage. Um, you know, you've got social media out there. You've got online forums and structured information that data is being collected into. So the data sprawl um, that organizations have today has made this, this answering these requests a lot more difficult, um, you know, due to the complexity of today's enterprise. Um, However, organizations have an obligation today to have the capabilities to quickly find, delete, um, uh, and process, you know, this data that's being collected on specific individuals, um, you know, upon their request, right? If I, if I want to, if, if I want to contact a company in California and have them delete my data, I would, you know, go to their website and I'd fill out this form, you know, that makes the request, you know, be, I want you to delete all of my information or maybe I want to move it somewhere to another division of the company, you know, if they have to keep like my payment information or my address or phone number, but I'm moving, you know, I want it moved to a more centralized location to where I'm going to be located, right? So that move is, is another thing. And then of course, you know, when I'm filling out things like hotel rewards, where it asks me a lot of sensitive type information, like biometric stuff or, um, you know, what my gender is or, you know, what my uh, religious preference or my education level, right? You know, all this is considered sensitive data that um, that also falls within these requests. So, you know, basically we just, we, we have options as consumers um, on what data they produce or voluntarily uh, to give to organizations, right? Um, and some data that we give them is actually exempt information, um, and we can ex examine that later. Um, so the, the challenge these organizations face is how to find all the data that's been collected on an individual. If you look at the typical enterprise data center, um, you know, you, you look at all the data sprawl that's out there, and now you add cloud storage locations and, you know, the social media platforms as well, then you might understand that the complexity of finding data is not as easy as uh, or straightforward as what we might think. So how, how can Operavi, the platform, uh, make the request process easier? So, um, you know, DSARs can cover a lot of sources of data, primarily uh, data that is collected 
um, lives in a system of, you know, either structured or semi-structured or unstructured world. Um, and these data sources seem to be pretty easy to find and process the unstructured data, you know, then that, that would be the structured and the unstructured or the semi-structured stuff because, you know, you can just run queries on that stuff and find it pretty easy. But the unstructured data, which is estimated to be about 80% of the enterprise data set today, is very difficult to uh, manage all of that data um, from a, a regulatory, personal, or sensitive data perspective. You know, so, you know, have to be able to collect all this information, the contents, the metadata, um, and if there's classification in there as well, you know, you, you know, want to collect all of the data about the data, right? You know, and then have the ability to search or find data in a single location or a single user interface to search on the content, to search on the metadata, and to add a classification tag would also be helpful, right? Because what we're going to do is we're going to put in some very generic terms or some lexicon or some keywords and find, you know, the name of an individual. So anything with this name of this individual, you know, is going to show up in this list that needs to be processed, right? Or acted upon, which could be a delete or a copy or a move or collect, whatever, you know, but there's going to be a lot of data that that name may fall into that's not specific to that individual, like a list of names, um, you know, that just includes this guy's name, right? I mean, does that also, is that part of this request, right? You know, so a lot of this data, we can add two or three or four more, what I call facets to the search to kind of narrow down the personal information um, and then couple that with, say, a classification search where I'm only looking for data that um, that contains personal information, right? You know, uh, at that point, it's going to return a more relevant data set. Um, and that's what Operavi does. Um, Operavi uh, can find data uh, as easily as just putting in a keyword, right? And, and find all the data for that user within the enterprise that's being managed or, you know, add a bunch of facets to those uh, the search criteria, um, and then um, be able to to call down the information really quickly. Um, you know, DSARs are all about producing data requested by someone due to privacy regulations. So why not use a tool that makes this process a lot easier? Um, so let's take a look at some of the data that's excluded in these requests. So there are many reasons why content being requested via um, a DSAR request might be exempt. And since Operavi has a superior indexing and metadata catalog of the data, um, the data is complete and all data requested can easily be found using a combination of indexable content, extensive metadata, and add that to, the, you know, the classification tagging as well. You know, so um, some of the exemptions to consider, um, you know, if, if the uh, request is for personal use or solely for household use, right? You know, so that is that doesn't fall under the specific guidelines of, of forcing an individual company to produce the information if you're just going to use it for yourself. If uh, the professional legal privilege applies, right? You know, so an attorney 
looking at information uh, and, you know, you've got that attorney-client privilege, right? So that data would would be exempt as well. Um, the data being requested is intended for negotiations between an employee or employer where there might be a prejudice in uh, negotiations between the two entities, right? You know, so that would be exempted as well. Um, and also where the request relates to um, judicial appointments or regulatory functions, uh, judicial proceedings, um, honors systems, um, the collection of taxes, various corporate finance services would be um, considered exempt as well. And um, the last one would be, you know, repeated or excessive requests or unfounded reasons of why you're making the request, right? This this would be like that borderline harassment thing that some people talk about. So look, uh, you know, in, in closing and, and you know, um, you know, organizations that did not protect the personal and sensitive data from their customers created the time of the, the data subject access request. The inability to stop data breaches or blatantly selling this information to the highest bidder is why in today's data landscape, organizations now have to adequately protect their consumer or collected data, or they're going to face strict penalties and fines that will be leveled if not here, adhered to. This is what I would consider an equalizer back to the consumer so they can control the data that's being collected on them and now the cost of doing business to the organizations. Um, and a bigger cost would be the reputational damage of the data breach. I mean, we've seen large companies like, uh, you know, big hotel chains and airlines and transportation, you know, that have all been hurt reputationally um, in these specific issues. So... You know, again, having these regulations, you know, comes with a price tag as well um, in the form of fines and, and the reputational damage can be a lot more damaging. Anyway, I want to thank everyone for joining this podcast. Uh, hopefully this is informative information as to what uh, a DSAR is and how DSARs impact your businesses. Um, and uh, everyone have a great day and I look forward to having you on more podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Operavi podcast. For more information, see operavi.com or contact us directly via email at info at You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for the latest news, tips, and insights on data intelligence and automation. We'll be back soon with more, so if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review, or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks, and see you soon.